Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I'm here with Greg. He returns to his office, which is his car outside his job, for another week until he gets his own studio set up, and we're back to action. But for now, we're back. Greg, say hello. <laughs> the reason we record from my car is not because I need a studio set up. It's because... Well, it's because you're homeless, Greg. Uh, <laughs> well, it's the only time... Well, yeah. My home is my car. Uh, right. This is the only time we can record, bro. I know. Well, to be fair, we could have recorded earlier today, but I wanted to sleep and you wanted to do other things. Say goodbye to my dear friends who are home for the holidays. By the way, just a quick shout out to Rest in Peace, the holidays. 2016, rest in peace. Uh, your vacation time for everyone that's normal. Rest in peace. This is your last day off. So now you have no vacation until, I don't know, the spring break or whatever you, got to, you guys get there. I don't think work gets spring break. I don't even know why I said that, but yeah. Yeah, college kids aren't going back to school until the middle of the month. What are you talking about? God bless them, and I miss it. But, uh, I mean, people who are working, you know, at the, the the good old 9 to 5s, I don't think you get off again till oof, the summer. So enjoy that time. We had, a good, we had a good run here and then rest in peace, but now it's time to get into the dog days of Ranger hockey with your good old friends at Blue Shirts Breakaway. What do you say? Yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it. Sure, why not? Let's talk about how weird this week was. And weird for me in, in, okay. a, in a couple ways. The Ottawa Senators game um, was a game that I felt we needed to have. There was a team that embarrassed us earlier in the year. Uh, I've made point to say I was there for the Red, Red Rangers meetup where the Ottawa Senators literally decimated the Rangers, and I believe it was their only shutout of the year. Uh, Derek Stepan was very adamant and said certain things. Uh, he was using his potty mouth, Greg, listening to this podcast, uh, and really roughing up the team uh, when they were down two goals, I believe. And he was the one, him and Nick Holden really took control of that game and brought us back for a win. Now, that was the only crucial win of the week. We got six points this week, and it couldn't ask for anything more. We actually did win in pretty much two blowouts. But to me, it just felt like that's what we should have been doing anyway. I'm very happy we were able to crush the abs on New Year's Eve, which I didn't get to see much of, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. And I did watch the Coyote game, and we literally crushed them too. And we got hat tricks in both. And I do have something to say about the Chris Kreider hat trick, especially because I did, I did watch all the goals for that. And uh, let me say that's one of the weirdest hat tricks I, I've ever seen. Pretty much, here's how this hat trick went: Chris Kreider escapes to the front of the net. He stands there. The puck hits off him, and he scores three times. Like, and it it, it looks like two times it didn't even hit him, um, but it does very slightly. So Chris Kreider's ass scored a hat trick. Um, and he did get the second star of the week for standing in front of the net. So really good for him. His play has improved, and I'm really happy he's on this team. But it was one of the weirdest, and it looks like uh, the most least effort hat tricks I've ever seen. Yeah, he really was embodying the whole just be in the right position to possibly score a goal aspect of hockey. Right, yeah, just get in front of the net, Chris. You're a big dude. You can skate real fast. Stand there. Hold it, and we're going to shoot it at your face. And when we do, you know, hopefully we get a goal out of it, and that's it. So Chris Kreider did get the second star of the week, and that sort of surprised me. I mean, he did have good games other days, but uh, to give him the second star off the, off the hat trick, which, which, listen, I'm a Ranger homer. We all know that. Chris Kreider's my boy. He's my favorite Ranger. To get, a, to get a second star of the week in the NHL for pretty much like just being there, just doing your job, is a pretty good, pretty good recognition. Of course, Austin Matthews steals the first uh, star of the week, and he is 18 years old and will terrorize this league for years to come. Yeah, Austin Matthews, pretty good. Yeah, that's great analysis for hockey, and that was talking hockey. <laughs> yep, that, that, that's my analysis of Austin Matthews is, yeah, that guy's pretty good at hockey. Yeah, let's talk about Austin Matthews, and then let's do Connor McDavid in a row. You ready? So, uh, Austin, Mac Austin Matthews, I, you know, I think he's pretty young. He's a good, exciting talent, pretty good at hockey. What do you think, Greg? 
Yeah, I think I think he's all those things. He's wow. definitely good at putting the puck in the net. Okay, so let's do let's do Connor McDavid. Wow, he's a year older and he's pretty good at hockey. He's young, skate fast, and I think he's pretty good at hockey. Greg, what do you think? Oh, <laughs> uh, he has a really big penis. <laughs> that guy's got a huge dick, bro. All right, huge, uh, huge, dick. huge. Yeah, let's, let's start. Con- hashtag Connor huge dick. Um, so that being said, I was really happy with the six points we got this week. Uh, the team really put it together. We're up this week against a little bit tougher schedule starts off rather soft again with another Sabres team, which by the way, a few weeks back, we lost four, three as Greg continues to yawn in this car. As I talk to him, uh, <laughs> I, totally, I totally didn't even realize that. I forgot where I was. I really do apologize. I, I really just forgot where I was. I forgot what we were doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we're recording a podcast. I know it's still the holidays for both of us. It's going to be a quick end, But I, I legitimately forgot what the fuck I was just doing. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm on the phone with my buddy Ryan. I got this going. Hanging out time. with the boys, talking a little bit of hockey. <laughs> Greg at the back. Uh, oh, oh. All right. So, listen. I didn't even is, think it was that loud either. No, I heard you. This is uh, fucking ridiculous. Um, we're going into the Buffalo oh, Sabre game on Tuesday, or today when you're listening to this. And uh, this is a team that a couple weeks ago we had a commanding lead of leave 3 1. We were playing very well. And then Jack Eichel decided to put his nuts on the table and show, oh, by the way, Jack Eichel, pretty good, pretty young at hockey. Pretty young at hockey. You hear it first. He's, he's pretty. <laughs> He's pretty. He's pretty good and young at hockey. Pretty yeah. good and young at hockey. Uh, another one of those kids. Seems like there's a lot of those these days. But he put his dick on the table, and uh, decided to score three goals against us, I believe, and uh, or or help two uh, two goals and an assist, if I recall correctly, and really uh, show his. There's stuff. no chance you're recalling correctly, but it's fine. I'll, I'll check after this, and I and I won't post. But uh, this is the team. There's in last place. It's it's in shambles. Uh, and it has has not really gotten things together. They obviously get up to play the Rangers. It's a, it's a pseudo rivalry that's not really there. But uh, there's a lot. I'm assuming there's a lot of Ranger fans in Buffalo, uh, and that's one of the reasons they still get up because there's a lot of still angst and uh and hate against each other there. This is a team we should take care of coming into the. I believe we're going to Buffalo. I'll check right now. We are not there. Buffalo is coming to MSG, so th- this is a home game we should have before a back to back on Wednesday with the Flyers. Now, Greg. Who is starting for the Sabres game and who is starting for the Flyers? Now, Hank's been battling the flu. He's been he's getting back to shape. You know, we sent Halverson down back to the AHL. And he is... Uh, yep. So, I believe we will start... Maybe we'll start Hank in the Sabres game. See if he can get his legs back. And then we'll start Ronta in the Flyers game. Or would you rather do the other, other way around? Honestly? Honestly. Uh, tell me the truth. Don't think it ma- I don't think it matters. Okay. You think... I really don't. Okay. So the Flyers right now are, are uh, one of the five teams in the Metro that are above... Well, the Flyers have fallen off a little bit, as you predicted, um, since their big streak. Uh, they are 4-4-2 and two in the last 10. They have a goal differential of minus four right now and have not been playing great. So this is another team I feel like the Rangers should beat and have against. But th- once again, another... This is not a mini rivalry. This is a huge rivalry game. And this is in Philadelphia. So we will be traveling traveling down to Philly before we head off to Columbus over the weekend. Greg, Columbus is the best story in hockey right now. They've officially won the expansion draft bowl on New Year's Eve when they played the Minnesota Wild, where two streaks went in and one left. The Blue Jackets continue to have their streak. They've won 15 in a row, and we play them this. They season. haven't lost. 
They haven't lost since the Reagan administration. It's fucking incredible. Tortorella must just go home, get naked, and <laughs> just like laugh to himself. And block shots for fun. That's what he does <laughs> while he's naked in his house. Uh, um, I might disagree on that take, but okay. Whatever. Uh, I'll let you do you. Okay, what do you think he does? Go home and, and studies more hockey? Yells at his wife? I think he goes home and just yeah, he just yells at someone. <laughs> he's got to keep yelling at someone. He's got to keep yelling at He's, he's planning his next demise for American hockey, but not his Blue Jackets team. Um, yeah. So this the Blue Jackets actually did a little bit of research, even though I didn't basically none for this podcast. The Blue Jackets have a, a really tough schedule this week. They play the Oilers tomorrow. They head to the Capitals and the Rangers. Sure. So they might not have the streak when they get there, but I'm, I'm sort of predicting they will. So I want to be the team that breaks the Blue Jackets streak. I'm just saying. That would feel really good. You know, a little, I bit, mean, a little bit of a taste. But... It would, it would be nice to win. I don't really care about breaking a streak or not. I just want to win. <laughs> like, just win, baby, win. Greg, Al Davis, hashtag. Here's Greg Kaplan in storylines. Yeah, Ryan, that's nice. <laughs> you know what I want? <laughs> you know what I want, Ryan? I want his defense to be better, and I don't want to talk about any storylines, and I just want to watch the Rangers win hockey games no matter to the opponent. Yeah, I think that's accurate. That's, oh. that's my life, man. Look, it's after the holidays. It's the new year. I'm being much more mellow today. I don't, I don't even have a good Flyers rant for you. I know. I could tell. I'm the one amped up today, which is, you know, kind of weird for yeah. us. Yeah, no. Well, because you've had, like, time off to recharge your battery. I've been working nonstop. Did I've you, had two days off in the last, like, two weeks. Did you work the new year? I did. I was oh, at wow. work at 12 o'clock. Oh, jeez. Well, Also, you know. completely here's, – here's, here's why I'm really not worked up. So – Completely unrelated to hockey. It's not really nonsense. It's not really anything. It's just a story. Story time with Greg. Okay. So w- when I did my onboarding for my new job, I still lived in Savannah, and I didn't have an address to use for here in Albany. So I just plugged in my Savannah address. Obviously, that's the only place I had, and just went about my life all nice and merry. And then I forgot to update my address at work. And what they do is when you set up direct deposit, you have to receive your first paycheck physically in order to confirm that everything works and yada yada and then from every paycheck thereafter you get direct deposited Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so my paycheck is in savannah um it's really far away from me it's sad i don't have any money right i'm just kind of living in my car do you have hot water yeah no i still don't are you serious uh, well i put in the request to have the plumber come but of course it's the fucking holidays so he hasn't come yet holy shit life's been tough for you, so no man. hot water no money uh <laughs> i have a job so there, there, there's that which is nice so we got but that the job going. makes me work on holidays which isn't nice <laughs> uh you know the good news is i got cable now so i got msg right okay that, that's fun back in the game that's a, that's a step in the right direction but yeah man no life life is hard here in the north so things are different. It's, it's uh, the the warm and fuzzy days of Savannah, Georgia, have, have been left behind you, and you have you have to only you've been hardened by the cold, is what you're saying. I just want my paycheck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just need this money, Ryan. Help. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I want. Honestly, thank God I won my fantasy football leagues the last two weeks. Well, otherwise, you'd be having a hard I would time. Have, I would have no fucking money. Yeah. The literal definition of no money right now, right. like negative two hundred dollars. All right. Well, thank God you won those. Um, and so here's here's Greg's take for today's podcast. Listen, Ryan, the Rangers have fifty three points. They're making they're gonna make the playoffs. Yep. This team has three players yep. right now that is crucial that is sitting out. 
All three of them happened to skate yep. today. So that's a little bit of injury update. Book is back on the ice. And Nash, Nash, Nash was the only one in the non-contact jersey, so he might actually play. Uh, no, Mika was in a red shirt. I mean, obviously, but... Um, no, I, I know. That's why I said Nash was the only one in oh, a yeah, that's correct. Sorry. not red jersey. Yeah, I, yeah. He, but he was playing yeah. defense with Clendenning uh, at practice today. I don't, think, I don't think he plays against the Sabres, but I would be surprised if Nash isn't playing by the time we're playing Columbus. I think, you know, he wants to be in that game. Let's be honest. Like, not to make up a storyline real quick, but oh, not to make it up. I forgot, but, a, forgot about that. That's yeah. right. He wants to be in that game. Let's not lie. He That's a game he circles for himself. They hate him there. He kind of forced his way out, as we all know. They all know the story. And then Nash came to New York, never fulfilled do they? Do they hate him there? Yeah, they boo him every time he touches the puck. Huh. Yeah. I guess I've never really paid close attention. Because you how haven't. How many times in my life have to. I played close attention to Columbus, Ohio? Ohio State sucks. I don't understand why it's the Ohio State University. Fuck you. By the way, congratulations, you don't need to Ohio put State, for in front of it. getting shut out in the, your, your bowl game or whatever that was, the, your college playoffs. I know. I bet, I bet on Clemson. I feel good. Nice shot. That was a good win. I know. Clemson was a slight underdog, too. It was. Um... And so, yeah, so they boo him every time. We, I, the Blue Jackets haven't mattered in so many years, and all of a sudden they're the hottest team in the league. They can't be stopped. They're looking like a lock for the playoffs. They have four games on us right now. Four. Four games in hand. And they have 56 points. It's three more points than us. So that's going to be, you know, they're, they're looking to keep this run alive. Still early. Um, but I believe so far they're, they're pretty good odds to make the playoffs at this point. Unless there's some yeah, I mean it, injury. it's ridiculous. I haven't, you know, I'm gonna look. Hold on, while we're talking, before you look, we break out the Blue Jackets the old... have a goal differential that's higher than ours. They're the only team in the league that does. We have a goal differential of 38 right now. We've had the highest in the league until the Blue Jackets took it from us. What is the Blue Jackets at? Because we're at 38. Just take a guess. Take a shot. Random shot. 17. Wow, well, how much higher they are? We're at, oh my God! Did you 17.38 me? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I thought you were setting me up for that. Were you not setting me up for I that? I was not. A little bit of Fetty Wap call out in this podcast. But uh, they have a goal differential of 50 right now. This team is ridiculous. So uh, It is ridiculous that the Rangers have 53 points. Would literally be the division leader in every other division. Every other And currently division. sit in third. Yep. Th- third in the Metro. They, so we're stacked out here. They'd be, they'd be three points clear of Montreal. Yep. They'd be two points clear of the Blackhawks. And they'd be six points clear of the Sharks. Six points of the Sharks. And we're in third. We're in third. So we're you know, and we and by the way, the Blackhawks have more games played than us. So <laughs> yeah, and and by, and by the way, the Capitals have three games in hand and are only four points back. Yeah. So this is going to be the Metro's. The, the Metro's. The Rangers a could be a one hundred and ten point. The Rangers could be a one hundred and ten point wild card team. That's disgusting. You know, the Metro has never been – well, the Metro has been around, what, three years? But even the Eastern Conference hasn't been this, this strong in that long. It's usually the Western Conference that has all the good hockey teams. I know that's, like, very generalizing. You know, but I got, I, got a hot, I got a hot take for you. I'm ready. If you want one. I'm ready. I've been waiting for it. Uh, man, I'd, I'd, really, I'd really rather – if the playoffs started today, I'd really rather be a wild card team. You think so? I'd wow. rather, yeah, I'd rather play either the Canadians or the Blue Jackets and the Penguins. Yeah. The Penguins are going to be the one to beat when it comes down to it. You know, this is not a hot take to say that, but the Penguins obviously have the most depth and firepower. They have a, a young young backstop who's already won a Stanley Cup. Flurry obviously is, is sharing time with him, but you know when it comes down to it, Matt Murray's going to come into his Matt Murray form. 
be 22 goddamn years old, and they're going to have Sidney Crosby, Malkin, and and fill the thrill, ramming down your throats. The third line has filled the thrill. Come on, bro. That It's an incredible team. They're so deep, and they're set up for the next two years at least. Yeah, and we don't have a defense that could remotely stop them. They would just bend us over backwards. We probably would win one game again just to say we won one game, and then the rest would just be crap. Yeah, I would like to play the Blue Jackets. Uh, we'll always beat the Capitals. I know we've said that forever. If we ever play the Capitals in the playoff series, I'm never nervous. I'm never, ever, ever, ever nervous. I don't know what it is. No, nope, me neither. I, I'm, me I, neither, I, know, but... I know we'll win. Well, yeah, 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 right now. I, God, I really, I really don't want to play the Penguins at all. It's the last, yes. From the, the, the thing, I, I have PTSD from Christmas the week. The thing I don't understand, so my gripe about the NHL playoff structure, I don't understand why the two and the three seed from each division play each other. I don't get why if the Rangers were three in the Metropolitan, they wouldn't play the two from the Atlantic. Hmm. And I don't get why if the Penguins are the two in the Metropolitan, they wouldn't play the three from the Atlantic. I think the I don't reason for that is, is like... I've never, under, I've never understood why uh, two division teams play each other in the first round of the playoffs. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm, yeah, that's probably true. I think it's to set up the rivalries, but maybe you're right in that case. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why, but, I mean, wouldn't the NHL rather have Rangers-Penguins one series deeper? Like, wouldn't they want both those teams to I go mean, deep into the yeah, playoffs? they definitely would. But... Yeah, like, are we really, do we really want to see the Ottawa Senators in the Eastern Conference semifinals? No, no. Not, not really. I mean, nope. I mean, maybe because Canada is where you get the ratings from. If you want, not us, but <laughs> yeah, but the NHL isn't worried about Canadian ratings. The NHL is going to get ratings from Canada no, no matter, matter what who's happens. Playing. Yeah, you're right. They're worried about mainstream Americans' ratings, and I mean, I don't know. It just it would seem like if you're going to load up a division like the Metropolitan, wouldn't you want to try and rig the system a little bit to get those teams deeper into the playoffs? Yeah, theoretically, you would want that. Um, speaking of the well, Met- that's just that's just that's just my theory. I'm with you. Uh, a little bit of Islander update for you. Yarrow was cut from the Islanders this week. I was, how, how fun is that? Yeah. They, Islander update, they're still terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they're terrible. Let's be honest. But, but they're, they're not, not in last place anymore. They're not in last not place anymore. What's up, Jeff? How's that, yeah. devil, how's that devil yeah, team? There you go. Uh, well, they're not, devils aren't in last either. It's, uh, it's the Sabres. Oh, yeah. You mean, I'm in the division. But, yeah, it's the Sabres. And we're playing them on Tuesday. So... Save, yep. The and Sabres are doing the right thing, to be excited. honest. If I'm the Sabres, I'm I'm tanking this year. You got a first first round pick. If Jack Eichel, this, this next draft is deep as hell. You get your second superstar, and you just that's it. You're building from there. So at some point, the Sabres need to start being good. It's going to be two years. I, I don't know. I don't think. But here's the thing: I don't think they were trying to tank this year. Like they spent a lot of money on Kyle Ocposo. They went out and spent money. Like I don't. I think they were trying to be decent this year, and the fact that they're bad is. I think it's actually a step back. It is a step back. Like, I, I don't At this know, point, you, you, you I don't start think, tanking. I don't, think they were, I, don't think, I don't think they were trying to make a Stanley Cup run, but I think they were trying to be 500. And I, don't, I don't think there's anything about this team that says they can even be that. No, probably not. The Panthers have taken a step back, too. You know, they're only at 40 points right now. They haven't been playing well. Yager, is, Yager still looks like one of the best players on their team. <laughs> so, I mean. I'm not, I'm not 100% worried about the Panthers. Um, no. By the way, I'm still feeling really good about that bet we made. You that should one of feel the really good the other division. Uh, because the Flyers have yeah, taken a step back here. So. Yeah, and the Lightning and the Maple Leafs and the Panthers, I still think they're going to have something to say at the end of this year. So The Leafs have been good. very surprising. You know, this is a team that Leafs have been good. Has, was an Austin absolute Matthews, shit show. Mitch Marner. Yeah, man. Uh, they were shit they show got, last they got year. A good, 
Toronto was destroying yeah, they them. A, they got a lot of good young players, and that's really all you need in this league. Lots of good young players, and preferably some defensive players, too. It'd be nice to have some defensive players. Right. Sure would. Right. I mean, uh, let's sure just would. do our weekly Dan Girardi update. Can we please just sit Dan Girardi a game? Honestly. Just like could no, Danny no, play No, he has game. to play. Anyway. If he's healthy, he has to play. But it's the thing is, it, it's, it's a catch-22, right? Because A.V. thinks if he's healthy, he has to play. But the catch is, he's not really healthy right now. He's not. At all. So you could rest him. You could. He's just not going to rest him. It's, you know, I've I, seen a bunch of big beat writers come out this week and say, you know, he's really not an NHL-level defenseman right now. And listen, I, I like Dan Girardi. I, I have no problem with him as a person. He put many great years here. He made an all-star team. He was a shutdown defenseman at one point. That's like three years ago. So... It's, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, time. but like, hashtag Mellow Greg is just not getting upset about it. Like, it, I would like to be upset about it, but AV has proven it doesn't matter what Dan Girardi's doing on the ice; he's going to play every night. Yeah. So he's just going to sit this one. But at the same time, I don't think Dan Girardi's body. Like, I'm not rooting for an injury. I don't want Dan Girardi to get injured to prove the point to AV that he should have been resting him. But Dan Girardi, I don't think his body can handle a full NHL schedule anymore. So I think at some point in time, he's going to get hurt. Right. And, and that's unfortunate. It, it is. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's unfortunate because I don't want the guy getting hurt. But at the same time, if that's the only way to get him out of the lineup, I, I don't know. It's a real, like, it's a real moral It's a moral conundrum. For sure. You know, and, yeah. and I have to, you know, I, 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 I said I would do this last week, or you called me out. I have to give some props to Nick Holden. Um, Mark Stahl, Shea, and and Ryan McDonough. You Wait know, a second, they, I didn't. I what what the fuck? I didn't call you out on that. No, what you said next week. About? Next week on the podcast, you know, because we had a pretty shitty time last week. You know, with the Christmas games where we got destroyed and our defense let up fourteen goals. Um, I I you know I'd be on here next week commending some of our defensemen, and you know Nick Holden has really he stepped up his game. He's had some crucial blocks. Stop! Stop! What? Do not. You're falling for the trap. I am. Nick Holden scoring goals does not mean Nick Holden is a good defender. I just called him out on scoring, like, blocking shots, making crucial blocks in, in times the games that were I, necessary. He's he's still a liability defensively. Mm. He's better than he was at the beginning of the year, yeah. But he's still not great. I'm not calling him And great. him scoring – no, but people are so excited. They're like, oh, Nick Holden, he's really turning around his game. He's not really. He's a little better than he was this year. The difference between – the first month of the season now is Nick Holden is scoring goals. I don't want, I, like, it's nice that my defenseman can score goals. I'm not, with this offense, I don't need Nick Holden to score goals. I need Nick Holden to prevent goals from happening. Yeah. And I'm not sold that he does that on a nightly basis. And I guess my point here is he's the second best defenseman on this team. Um, so there's that. Uh, yeah, sadly. Yeah, so. sadly. I think Brady Shea has his moments too. I agree. Uh, and Mark Stahl has been has been okay. It's been all right. He's definitely Mark, not what he was last Mark year. Stahl has, Mark Stahl has not been a dumpster fire, which is all I can ask. Uh, great. The problem the problem is, for whatever reason, Mark Stahl at the end of games is getting paired with Kevin. Is it Kevin Klein? I'm having a hold on. I'm having a brain fart. Give me okay. one second. Go forth and have that fart. Off the top, off the top of your head, what number is Dan Girardi? Is he number five? Yes, he's number five for sure. I promise. I promise you. At the end of games, at the end of games, we're seeing Girardi and Stahl on the ice together, mm-hmm. and it's almost like just pouring gasoline on the ice, and yeah. then lighting a match, <laughs> and then daring someone to drop that match. Go ahead, do it. I do it. <laughs> you do it. I dare you. It's 
the problem with the Rangers is they have enough defensemen for a pair and a half. They can they can survive with whoever you want to put McDonough with is fine, and then Shane Holden are fine. Yeah, but Shane you can't play hockey I, I with three like defensemen. Like we're talking we're talking about the Rangers having what uh, a six point week, but they still gave up like ten plus goals last week. Right. They gave up so many goals. They gave up three goals to the fucking Avalanche, and three goals to the fucking Coyotes. We gave up six goals to two of the worst teams in hockey. Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. So, yeah, it's great because here's the thing. The Rangers, it's nice when they score six goals a game, but as we've seen, it is impossible to maintain a scoring streak that high. The Rangers earlier this year when they were scoring five goals a game at will, goals go away at some point. You have to prove that you can win a two-to-one or three-to-two hockey game. And right now, there's no evidence to suggest the fact that the Rangers can hold an opponent to three goals. No, unless no. they get otherworldly goalie play, and you're not going to like as great as Ranta has been this year, and Hank has looked better at times recently. You just it is asking too much for a goalie to play 100 percent, the ninth ninth percentile, game in and game out. And in a seven game playoff series, those weaknesses will be exposed. If the playoffs started today, I think the Rangers would lose to the Penguins in five. And I <sighs> think the better argument. The better argument can be made for the Rangers getting swept than for the Rangers winning two of those games. Because the Rangers would need to score eight goals a game to beat the Penguins. Because the only way they beat the Penguins is by outscoring them. That's true. Or, again, Ronta or Hank, whoever you want to start, playing otherworldly. That's it. Because this defense is so inadequate that there's no way when the Penguins march out lines, three separate lines, Crosby on one line, Malkin on one line, Kessel on one line. Uh, Those three lines are devastating. So brutal. And there is – Ryan McDonough can't play 60 minutes. So I don't know how you stop those three lines. So I'm not sure either. Part of the reason I would like the Rangers – I would love the Rangers to be a 120-point wildcard team because I think we can beat um, whoever wins the uh, – what is it, the Atlantic? Yeah. I think we can beat whoever wins the Atlantic. Yep, probably. And I know right now that's the, Cana- that's the Canadians. Canadians don't, like – Carry Price is intimidating, but nothing else is really the Canadian. The Canadian forwards don't really scare me or rock me to my core. The problem with Carey Price is Carey Price is the kind of goalie that can just, just get hot and not you. give up any goals. Yeah, I agree. But we got Chris Kreider. We can just send Kreider right into Price again. Yeah, and it, they love Chris Kreider up in Canada in Montreal. They love him. They're not. Oh, they they're not him. bitter That'd about so it fun. at all, even a little bit. That'd be so fun. Um, but yeah, that, there's there's my there's my weekly Ranger defensive uh, rant. And at the same time, let me curtail that rant by saying this. I think the Rangers will make a trade. I okay. think they will. I just don't think it's going to happen before February. Fine. Uh, I'm with you. I, I do want to mention uh, two quick things. I was just looking up. Did you know that Keith Yandel, who uh, a lot of Ranger fans were, like, you know, pretty uh, out there saying we should sign and pretty adamantly saying we should sign, has a very similar stat line to Brady Shea this year. Um, I think Brady Shea has one less goal and one less assist. Than, than Keith Yandel. Yeah, but I'm I'm much more I'm much more interested in Yandel's Corsi or um right possession percentage than I am his stat line. That's true. I just I I'm still probably one of what six fans. I just was never that impressed with Keith Yandel. I, I think part of the reason why Ranger, either. I'm with part you. of the reason why part of the reason why Ranger fans love Keith Yandel is because he wasn't Stall or Girardi. Right. So like Keith Yandel 
is a perfectly competent, reliable two-way defenseman in the NHL. I just never thought he was like a five and a half million dollar player. Right, and I he's, on, he's he was, on Florida for the next seven years. If he, at least, at least not a five and a half million dollar player in the Rangers system. Definitely, because not. again, this goes back to you need the correct pieces for Elaine Vigneault, and I don't think Keith Yandel. I don't think Vigneault is ever comfortable trying to utilize what it is Yandel does better than other defensemen. And if you're not going to be in that system, then you're kind of wasting an asset, and that asset can be better used in other spots. So I I just was never a huge Yandel fan. Um, and, I, of course, part of that is because I've always loved Anthony Duclair, and I think I held that against Yandel for a while. I'm with you on that. But if Yandel was on this team, would the Rangers be better defensively? Yeah, but – I don't like. I think you can get someone to play the way Vigneault wants and be as good as Yandel would be for a lot less than five and a half million dollars. I'm with you totally, and I think uh, if we did sign Yandel to that contract a few years down the line, he'd be just another Girardi that we would would rag on and say, you know, this guy's too old to play in the league. He's not even playing up to his contract, and we've just signed. Take, two, take two- it once. Take it one step further. If, if you signed Yandel to that contract, you would have had to trade one of J.T. Miller or Kevin Hayes this offseason. That's very true. And that would have been devastating to watch either of those two blossom on another team. You know, we made the right choice Right, there. because at the, at, the time, at the time, I don't think I would have been heartbroken to see either of those two players traded. But Now, that, now they're untradeable. 39 games. Core assets of this team. Both well, I, uh, I still think J.T. Miller is going to get traded. Wow. Okay, man. I don't think he's going that's, anywhere. That's the only way. That's that's the only way you get a top four defenseman on this team. Maybe Derek Stepan gets traded. Derek Stepan might get traded. I'm just saying. That's my. I point. don't think. I don't think the Rangers front office would trade Stepan. I think that's the. I, that... I I think for I think for reasons that I may or may not agree with, the front office views Derek Stepan as one of their untouchables. Okay. All right, that's fair. Uh, I do want to talk one more trade scenario. Do you think in the off season, if Ranta decides to decides, if Ranta continues to perform the way he is now. He would be another trade asset, just like we traded Talbot. Except for when we traded Talbot, I, we didn't get the value I thought we would. Are you saying Talbot? You know it's Talbot, right? I said Talbot. Did that I say Talbot? Like you said Talbot. Maybe I did. Maybe I called him Tal Robot, but I, I meant Talbot. My bad. Well, maybe. Let's go. Let's go. There's no guarantee that Rasa isn't a goalie poached by Las Vegas. That's true. You know, the more I think about that. That with, would, that with, the way, with the way Ross is <laughs> playing right now and with the contract he's signed to, I, I would if I'm Vegas and you need a goalie, I think you can save money by taking Ronto off the Rangers' hands and instead of going go- after a higher price forward. Instead of taking Flurry and getting the big name? Because that's, that's the obvious I mean, choice. It really, right, it really depends on what their philosophy is. If they want... Uh, I mean, are I, you going to put... here's Here's the thing. Are you going to put butts in the seat because people want to come watch the goalie? Or are you going to put butts in the seat because people want to come watch, I don't know, who's a high-priced player that might be on the chopping block? Uh, um, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure people who Mar- – someone, someone, I'm not saying this is going to be a guy the Blackhawks make available, but Marion Hosa. Right. Okay. Hmm. Or, or um, the Blackhawks just signed, um, I believe it was Panera in the long-term deal. Brent Seabrook. I don't think people come. I don't think people come to the rink for Brent Seabrook. Also, it's going to be fascinating if the Rangers this offseason make a play for Brent Seabrook. Speaking of high-priced defensemen that have probably seen their best days already, I can't. We can't do that. 
<laughs> it just can't sign a defense. Well, here's, here's, so, here's, so here's the thing, right? If you trade for Brett Seabrook, uh, it's kind of like the Canadians acquiring Shea Weber. Shea Weber is not a bad player for this year and probably for next year, mm-hmm. but you're worried about the Shea Weber you're going to get the last three or four years on that contract. Brent Seabrook would be a significant step forward for the Rangers for a year or two, but then you got to think long and hard about, you know, Girardi part two. This, and this in Seabrook's defense, uh, he's always been better than Dan Girardi, and I, I'm sure Seabrook at his worst is better than Dan Girardi at his worst, but it's still got the possibility of becoming an albatross contract. Very true. Uh, and you'd have to give up, and you'd have to give up a piece, a significant piece. Yeah, for Brent I'm not doing that. That doesn't seem like something. Maybe I'm just I'm I'm minded. My mind with his Ranger team goes, we're building towards the future. My I'm still in that mode where we were going to be terrible this year, except now we're good, and uh, we've built a young core out of nothing, out of, out of nowhere. And I want to continue to build on that young core so we have many years of success ahead of us. Best, best case scenario, the Rangers pull off a medium, like a medium level trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that. I really, I wish I had a better understanding of the trade market. I really do think there are going to be players available that we're not even thinking of. But say somehow the Rangers can turn J.T. Miller into Dougie Hamilton, right? Yeah, that's not um, happening. But okay. I would. Right. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying. The Rangers make that kind of trade. That would be a bigger end trade. But the Rangers make that kind of trade, and then in the offseason they sign Shattenkirk. And all of a sudden, you have a very nice defensive core because you would have McDonough, Hamilton, Shattenkirk, Shea, and then you'd have to buy out Girardi. You could stick Mark Stahl on your third pairing. And I don't know, if Kevin Klein, I guess he could hang around. I don't think he does. I think... Whatever trade JT Miller is going in, Kevin Klein is going with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I don't fully know who your sixth defenseman is next year, but at the same time, sixth defenseman is kind of like a fifth starter in baseball. You don't really need to know until you have to know. Right. Like, you don't, unless, unless you're, oh, I mean, even the Mets. The Mets don't know who their fifth starter is going to be this year. They know who they would like it to be. Made it to 34 but, minutes to a Mets reference. Pretty I know. Had, had made one. Had made one. Had to do it. Yep. Um, but yeah, like you should, most good teams should view the sixth defenseman spot like a fifth starter where you want someone to prove themselves, step up and take the position by the reins, but you also want it to be a guy you're not married to. So you can constantly make changes where you see fit. And Klein is signed until 2017, 18 year. So, uh, I really, I really do think any, any move that involves JT Miller for a defenseman, I Kevin just Klein don't think Miller's going anywhere. I know, you know what? I, I see where you're getting I, that that uh, that perspective from. AV seems to sit him over any reason he <laughs> like. JT Miller sneezes the wrong way and he he sits him. So I get that. Well, well, here's well, it's really from the perspective of you have to trade something of value to get something of value. And JT Miller, as well as he's playing, I'd rather trade him than Kevin Hayes. I'd rather trade him than Matt Zuccarello. I'd rather trade him than Chris Kreider. Yeah, I'd rather trade. I honestly rather trade him than Derek Stepan. That's close for me. Uh, I don't want to trade either. But to get something back, you know, that's the real world that, that we live in. You, we can't just trade shit not, to, to get defensemen. So unless you want, unless you, you can't trade uh, Buchnevis right now because he's been hurt for so long. Yep. So it's impossible to accurately evaluate his value, and you're just you're not going to get an impact player for a smorgasbord of Oscar Lindbergh and. Brandon Peary and the Rangers don't have prospects. No, 
there, so, there's really none. So if you if you really want to make a significant trade, and you know what, look, if the Rangers just want to run this out this year and accept the fact that it's going to take a miracle for them to beat either the Penguins or um, someone of that caliber in the playoffs, and they just want to see what this lineup can do for them, go for it. I just wouldn't have the expectations of the Rangers making a deep run. If the Rangers want to significantly improve their team defensively, which they need to in order to make a deep playoff run, you're not doing it without trading JT Miller. That's true. You're right. Uh, I just don't want to do it. I just the core young assets of this. I it, it's really and like you know you, push your chips in. The Rangers don't. The Rangers. The Rangers can just wait it out a year. They can see what just happens this year. They can buy out Girardi in the off season. They can make a move for Shattenkirk in free agency. They can make another trade for a defenseman with a draft pick or two, and you can give it a go in 2017-2018. But if you think this Rangers team, as currently built, is good enough as is to make a deep cup run, you're crazy. This defense is just inadequate in every aspect. That's one of the reasons why I don't want to make the trade. It just, I'm I'm not... Two years ago, I understood the Yandel trade. I got why... Actually, I didn't didn't really know. But I, I, I could get behind the mentality of why we made those trades. The Yandel trade actually made sense at the time. We were we were the probably the strongest team in in the division and in, maybe even in the league. You know, we had we were the President's Cup trophy winners. We were very strong. Lundqvist was playing at the top of this game. We made our we pushed our chips in and we lost in game 7. I get that. The Metro right now is stacked out of its goddamn mind. And if you think this team can go it even against the even against the Blue Jackets in a 7 game series, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, Blue Jackets I I don't know. It's so it's hard to get an accurate reading of them because you know there's still the Blue Jackets team that struggled mightily at the beginning of this season. Right. Of like course. the Blue Jackets are somewhere. The actual Blue Jackets are somewhere between this 15 game winning streak and what they were at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm just I'm just saying I'm not I, confident going I'm into not, Columbus and being like, all right, we're gonna crush them. You know, I don't, that's not something that's I'm on more, the table. I'm more confident because I know John Tortorella in playoff series, and I know that there's weaknesses that can be exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know the Rangers would know that, too. They definitely uh, would. I really, I really look at it, the, the measuring stick for me with the Rangers are, are the Rangers good enough as currently constructed to beat the Penguins? And we're not. That's so true. So if you're not going to beat, and, right, and honestly, unless the Blue Jackets come crashing back down to earth, and one of the Penguins or Rangers win the Metropolitan, which isn't impossible. I can see the Penguins doing it, even if the Blue Jackets stay scorching hot. If the 2-3 matchup in the first round is going to be Penguins-Rangers, I'm expecting the Rangers to lose that series. Yeah. And quickly. That makes sense. So, I mean, I have faith, uh, a little bit of faith more than you do, uh, but I'm not I'm not exactly uh, out there screaming from the top of the hills we'd crush well, the Penguins. I, I'm yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, this is a flawed Rangers team. And flawed teams can win in the playoffs, especially when you have a goalie like Hank or a goalie playing like Ronson is playing. Um, I think the Capitals would be a tough test, but like you, I wouldn't trust the Capitals to beat anyone in the playoffs. Um, I would have confidence against the Canadians. I would have confidence against the Blue Jackets. I would have confidence against any of the wild card teams. But... I still think, regardless of where they are in the standings, the Eastern Conference goes through Pittsburgh. And I would honestly say, in a playoff series, the Penguins would crush the Rangers. Fine. I, I, you have to go soon, so I'm going to wrap this up for us real quick. 
Um, we've I been sure we've been oddly negative on a on a week where we've gotten six points. Um, this team has once again out outperformed all my expectations for this year. I actually love this team. This is one of my favorite Ranger teams in years. Um, it's it's great to watch, and when we're at full strength and we have all of our offense back clicking, I couldn't be more excited to watch this team, and I'm excited for going forward. So let's let's see how the time goes and go for there. Greg, quickly, do you have any New Year's resolutions you want to share with us? Uh, in 2017, I'd love to receive my paycheck. There you go. I also, my goal is to get Clendenning on this podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break, or at Instagram Blue Shirts Breakaway, and all the places. Uh, we love you all. Let's go Rangers, and Happy New Year, and, and uh, Happy Holidays to all you. I'm sorry that we're all back at work, but uh, to all a good week, and I hope you survive. Let's go Rangers. We'll see you guys next week. Greg, say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.